All right. Ready in Hamesh. Arba, Shalosh, Steim. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at? Where my mom's wearing thongs, hitting bongs at? Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at? Where my mom's at podcast? With Christina P. Guys, I'm so happy to be back in this blue chair with my boys in the booth. I got Zolo, I got Chris Larson, I got Zane. What's up? Say hi, guys. What up? <laughs> Yo. Yeah, say hi. <laughs> Los Angeles representing, Austin representing. I missed you guys. I haven't done the show in a couple of weeks because uh, <laughs> not only I had a bro- I have a broken ankle, which I go to the doctor Friday. I get to find out whether or not I can start walking, which is big news. And uh, if I can walk, you will see me at Liberty Township Funny Bone <laughs> on July 24th and 25th. Uh, so any hoodles, I, I had a raging eye infection and I was wearing those shades on the last one. Remember you guys? I was yeah, like, you're I, Halston's. I was Halstoning because I was like, I think it's pink eye. It's super red. It's irritated. And my doctor here was like, you got allergies. Everybody in Austin has allergies. So I was putting drops. I was doing Claritin. Next week, all of a sudden, this eye just swells up. I've got like, I have an infected, what is it? An infected something in there. So I go, eye doctor, it's been a nightmare. So long story short, I had a a cool procedure where they, they inject your eyelid, they flip your eyelid, they clamp it. And then they lance out whatever's in there. I wanted to fucking die. It was one of those moments where you're like, oh, this is this is worse than the ankle. I think having like an eye infection or. Uh, oh, thanks. We brought my Sudafed. Thank you, Lindsay. You brought me yeah. some Sudafed because my nose is uh, sniffling. Oh, get him, Bitsy. Um, I don't know what it is, you guys, but a broken ankle was nothing compared to having uh, an eye infection like you see it you see how it looked horrible I mean it was just swollen and irritating and all painful or a cold sore you know like getting a cold sore you're like there is fucking nothing worse than those little tortures don't you agree what do yeah, you guys think they're the worst like a, a canker sore you ever get one of those uh, inside your lip oh my god I hate it <laughs> because a it's embarrassing like everybody can see that you look, you look traumatized and then people are like kind of looking at me and, you know, we have workers that come in the house every day and, and they're like, did Tom punch you in the eyes now? Cause you've got this dark black thing. And I'm like, oh dude. And I feel like now I'm having to explain a broken ankle and a black eye. <laughs> like, <laughs> I promise. I promise. Yeah. You fell so, down the stairs and now you have a black right. eye. Doesn't look right. good. <laughs> right. And all these people who don't really know us are like, um, what's going on? But man, there is just nothing worse. I was trying to think, would I rather have a cold sore or go through the eye infection again? And I normally don't choose cold sore, but I chose cold sore. Yeah, I bet. I mean, that operation alone, I think, makes it pretty bad. That was the worst part. And then so at so the guy's really funny, this this the doctor who did it. And as he's lancing my eye, he's like, Oh, I could have given you a Valium beforehand. I was like, you couldn't have said that, but I, I could have taken a Valium before I got here. I could have taken a Xanax. He's like, oh, but I, you mentioned that you had to watch your kids, so I didn't want to get you too doped up. I was like, are you kidding me? I want to watch my kids on Valium. <laughs> it's the best way to watch kids on Valium. That's yeah, how everybody in the on, 60s man. and 70s did it. Yeah. What are you talking about? I read an article that uh, moms are now have the highest alcoholism rate that mothers are now drinking as much as dads. And I was like, well, yeah, no shit. And you had a pandemic. We were all stuck in the house with our kids. And, uh, you know, women are working and taking care of the children. It's too much. So I've just been (sighs) out of my head. What's new with you guys? What's new with you guys? Let's catch everybody up. I I miss you. What are you doing? What's new? 
Chris, have you found your your rat problem? Is the rat back? Is it on vacation? Uh, I think it's on an extended vacation. I haven't seen him in months. I've Got I don't it. know if he's still alive. He might have just bounced and died. Hopefully. Hey, and I'm very proud of you. You posted two Instagram stories or, or just posts. You and, and they yeah, were very against my will, but yes, I did. Solo. <laughs> Not impossible to will. We're not forcing him to do this. He he wants to do it. He wants to put himself out there, get on social media, get on the gram, follow him. Yeah, of course he does. does. I mean, he looked like an Al Qaeda hostage. Uh, uh, You guys put a gun to his head, and he goes, "Well, can we can we play his posts? Is it is it easy to pull up? Yeah, yeah, sure. Let's give Chris a little shout out on the socials here because, I mean, it was like. They had just kidnapped you and you had been put in a hole and bin Laden had come out and threatened you and they took the bag off of your head. So they won't stop pounding me at work to make the next post. So here's my next post. See you in August, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, so we got him to agree to do a, a (laughs) monthly post. So he's posting once a month. This was his post for July, and then he'll be back in August. Yeah. And and what's his handle so that everybody can go and give him some love and encouragement? It's at C-C-E-E underscore Lars, L-A-R-S. Guys, let's make Chris's experience a little less miserable here, okay? I think he needs some encouragement. I think, ladies, are, are you, do you want to date Chris? He's going to be in L.A. for another month, and then he's moving to Austin. Are you in the Austin area? Let's see his second post. Oh, God. <laughs> I think that was the this, second That post. was the second. Here, here's the oh, first. Yeah, yeah. The first one's even more depressing. <laughs> yeah. Hey, guys. The guys at the office won't stop pounding me about posting to Instagram stories, so I'm going to now do a once-a-month post just for them. See you in July. Yeah, there it is. How do you feel about those Super posts, excited. Chris? Yeah. Yeah. How, how did it it's feel? So fun. So much fun. Um, I, I can't contain my joy at how much fun these, these posts are. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I almost got away with not having to do it until Zolo reminded everyone. So that was fun. I got <laughs> you, man. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm here for you. Oh. So what is happening? Is it that the, the guys are now rallying to get you out there? Yeah. To get you dating. Yes. All of the okay. above. Chris just needed okay. that little push to get out there a little bit, get active on the gram, and yeah. now he's doing it. Baby steps. Ooh. And he seems to be thrilled. He seems to be really excited about this. Overjoyed. Okay. So, ladies, you heard it. Uh, uh, I mean, Chris, what is it? Underscore Lars, L A R S. C double E underscore L A R S. Yeah. And he made it easy. Okay. He made it easy to find him too. Of course. Yeah. Okay. Right. Guys, just note, note to anybody on social media, putting an underscore in the name is not how you do it. Okay. No, nobody wants to put in an underscore and not in your email address, not a dash, not a backslash. Nobody wants silly characters ever. Simplify it. Can we come up with a better, a simple one? Like, Chris from Studio Jeans. It's me, Chris. Or excited Chris. That positive like energy. Work. I don't know if I want to do that. <laughs> I mean, Chris, don't don't you want to meet ladies? Yeah. Um I I just question what the the um the success that Instagram will bring me, but you know. What what do you what's the what's the fear? I don't know. It it feels weird. Like, A, I'm not a social media guy. Like, even when, like, Facebook was a thing, it's not like I posted on Facebook ever. Um, So Instagram is just another thing to me. It's not like, oh, this is an avenue I see as, like, uh, something worth being on that much. It's it's just a distraction to me. It is a distraction. Life is a series of distractions, one would argue. You just choose your distractions. One of these distractions will get you laid. Right. You want to choose the distraction that will have that will uh, 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 end in somebody touching your peener. 
I mean, I don't know, call me crazy, but Facebook is for me, for middle-aged moms who, you know, want to look at wicker furniture or be sold, a, you know, a bra that they can wear at home. Um, it's, it's old, it's lame, but, but I feel like the gram for people your age, for, for younger youngins is for those DMs getting slid into the sweet, sweet DMs. Zola, would you agree with me? 100%. You're right on the money. Chris really needs to capitalize on the Instagram thing. Um, yeah, a lot of opportunity there. Lot and, and may I say, Chris, that when you look at the lighting on that first video, he's very photogenic when he chooses to be. You oh, see yeah. him when he sits back. I mean, he's he's Chris very is handsome. He's a great looking guy. Yeah. Yeah. Now he's got the haircut, he's got the nice jacket. He's very intelligent. He's very well read. He's extremely uh trustworthy and kind. I think you're a catch, Chris. I think you're a catch. Oh, I'm gonna find you. I'm gonna find you love. It's gonna be sweet of you. <laughs> yeah. I love you, Chris. You're the most normal one out of the entire crew at Studio G. That's a low bar to clear. Sure is, my man. Sure is. So let's get to some uh some oh, let me do my dates, you guys, just to get everybody up. I like I said, pending a doctor's visit. I will be touring, man. I got to get the fuck out of the house. I have been sitting here for six weeks. I finally went swimming for the first time in six weeks. I got the okay. And I'm just, I was thrilled to just, you know, have a change of scenery. I literally sit, like I wake up and then I go sit on the couch here. I go wheelie over there. I don't do a whole lot. But if I get the clear, I will be in Liberty Township, Ohio, which is just a funny word for Cincinnati. I did not know that's a fancy word for Cincinnati. July 22nd through the 24th and then August 12th, Columbus, Ohio. I'm so excited to go back to Columbus. It's been a while. August 12th through, I believe it's 15th, 14th, September 23rd, Oklahoma City, September, no, and then October 6th, Indianapolis tits at Helium, Denver at the Comedy Works in October, uh, Raleigh, North Carolina, November 3rd, here we go. I really hate how these dates are written. Salt Lake City. Wise guys, we reschedule to November 26th, 27th. San Antonio at the LOL has been rescheduled. Orlando and the ship goes on and on. I'm also going to add some local um, Austin dates uh, that, that's going to be in September. So keep a lookout for that. So let me got, update you guys on some very important business, uh, we, some WMMA business. Now, a lot of you are asking, did I find a solution for Julian's pop-ups at night? The answer is yes. It was a process, but what worked for us was just what worked in the 80s for Reagan and Gorbachev. Deterrence. You heard deterrence back in the 80s. Everybody was afraid that there would be a nuclear war. Well, what happened was they theoretically, the Russians armed up. They said they had nuclear stuff. We armed up. We had nuclear stuff. We had Star Wars. Reagan sent satellites into space uh, under the theory that he could deflect a nuclear attack with the (laughs) satellites. The point being deterrence works because it's the threat that, that is in your favor, right? Deterrence is, is what works for crime today. We used to just publicly execute people on the scaffolds. Now we just still do in Texas, but not, not as much. It's behind closed doors. The idea is deterrence. You don't commit a crime because you don't want to be put in prison. So that being said, my wonderful Texas handymen, Jacob and Clint, devised this. So we did one baby gate. Kid jumped over it. And Zolo, if you could go ahead and show the picture that we devised. Notice two baby gates. <laughs> one on top of the other. One is upside down and the other one is right side up. And it is brilliant because that way you just right close them shut. Because I'm sitting here, I'm talking to my handyman. I go, how am I going to get this kid to stay in? He can jump over anything. And then we threw around the idea of the Mr. Ed door you know, maybe having a wooden door constructed because I don't want to close the door on him because he freaks out. He never has slept with his door shut. That would just be so abusive and cruel. So we devised this and it is so high. He cannot climb over it. 
And we showed this to him and the threat of just me closing these two doors and Tommy closing these two doors on Juju was enough that he stayed in his crib. And then I offered him, uh, I go, hey, do you want to sleep with your brother? Because they have, uh, Ellis has a, a high bed and there's another mattress under. Now they sleep together, which is adorable and I think has helped his fears. Uh, and that's it. You got to outthink these fuckers and you're the boss, right? That's the other thing. Um, you know, at first I was just so, I was so enamored with him sleeping in my bed. It was kind of cute. And then I can't sleep. And then it turned into mom ruling with an iron fist. And now at nighttime, I say goodnight to them. We have our ritual. I go down there and, you know, we do stories. I sing the goodnight songs. We say goodnight to everything in the house and everyone in the house and everyone in our lives. And then I, I leave the room and Juju starts to get upset. No, all I have to do is walk up to those gates and I rattle them. I go, uh-uh, I'm going to lock you in there. And then he goes, no. And then he runs back into his bed. So it's the threat, the threat. And never actually, I haven't actually had to follow through on the threat yet, thankfully. And there are two types of kids. There are kids that you're going to have to follow through on the threat uh, a few times. And there's kids that will just accept the threat. And then it works very, very well. Because he's, he's a sweet boy. He doesn't need that much. So the closing of the gates is the deterrent. You don't ever actually <laughs> close them. But haven't had to. Did haven't you, had to. Did you ever try to threaten just closing the door? I did, but that that was the first night, yeah. And and that threw him. It was too much. So because Julian has never slept with his door shut, that was a form of torture. I think that was too far. Even though that, you didn't that, actually close it. No, no, we did for like a second. Like oh, okay. Tom closed it and then he fucking lost his mind and, and we didn't have the heart to panic him like that that's too abusive so we're like all right dude <laughs> and yes that worked for a one night but then we couldn't reinforce that so the secret is you have to do something you can reinforce because if he if he calls your bluff you gotta follow through on the threat so gotcha. if he was gonna call our bluff and leave the the door you know i, I didn't want to shut the door on him every time that's just cruel it was too cruel this this was a nice happy medium so now he just hears the sound of those things shutting and he's like oh <laughs> so then do you ever close just the bottom or do you threaten to close both is that the what i'm understanding you can't you have to you have to threaten to close both because he will just climb over the top one and then hurt himself which is why you have the second one. So he can't so, harm himself. So in theory, you really didn't need two baby gates. You could have just done with a large door that's gated in a sense. Large door that's gated. Like you could have just connect like a, a gate that's really, really tall. If I yeah. could have found one, we found the tallest one that money can buy on uh, Amazon. See, like we, we found it and he still can scale it. He's a big motherfucker. I mean, Bitsy, what do you think? The manager sounding because it sounds um, basically like the screen door idea in a sense. It's a screen door, yeah. yeah. But without having to install a screen door, like this way, you just when you're done doing this, you just you know take them out. I think it's going to be less damaging to the house. But man, look at that white trash solution! Isn't that amazing? Hey, it works. It, it works. It, it does gotta, the trick. It does the trick, As and the I haven't had say, to. If it's stupid and it works, it ain't stupid. <laughs> That's right. I know they're here in Austin. I just saw um, Annie and Nadav. We went out for dinner and uh, Nadav was worried about the heat. He's like, I think I'm okay. My glasses aren't fogging up. And I fed the two of them like pigs. And and um, I think they're, uh, they're having a good time. Hell yeah. Yeah. And you guys are going to come out. I'm going to wine and dine you too. So also update on my uh, youngest for the moms out there listening. You know what I'm talking about when this happens. It's the one level closer to freedom. I have an official announcement. My youngest is out of diapers. Thank you. Cue the fireworks. Cue the Woo! fucking applause. Mazel. Mazel is right. I am one step closer to losing a fucking car seat. That's the next one. I can't wait to get rid of that nonsense. But this is it. I'm almost done wiping asses. I mean, I still wipe Ellis's ass to help him out because, he does. you know, I got to check his work when he wipes. But um, yeah. And yesterday I changed my last shitty diaper. It was full diarrhea. And I, it's so hard for me to do anything on a scoot scoot. It was fucking misery. But uh, Jillian is officially out of diapies. I'm That's so, so exciting. Stoked. 
It's it's such a big deal. And I'm like, no wonder I had pink eye too. The doctor didn't believe me. I'm like, I have pink eye. I know it. He's like, yeah, well, do your kids have it? I go, no. I go, yeah, but I touch shit every day. Like I am giving my, I know I gave myself yeah. this. I, I, I know I did because I'm, I'm wiping asses. I'm picking up dog shit. Of course, I'm going to wipe my own eye with it. And like, I was like, dude, I know this. I fuck, don't tell me I don't have this eye infection. Anyway, um, there you go. Also, I don't know if you mom saw this one, but man, I find, I, listen, listen, I just want to put it out there that first of all, first of all, I like Hillary Duff. I like Hillary Duff. I said it. I like, um, is it Lizzie McGuire? Yeah. Lizzie. I like the Lizzie McGuire movies. I think she's very talented. I think she is uh, beautiful. I, she seems to be a very lovely human being. That being said, you know me, I love Instagram. I'm always on the gram. I'm always finding the absurd on TikTok, the absurd on Instagram. <sighs> she posted her birthing. So she's pregnant now. I think this is her third or fourth child. And she's, she's a big proponent of natural childbirth. I've heard her um, on like podcasts talking about it, which is fine, dude. Like, you know, much love. Inshallah, as they say, right, Josh? But (laughs) like, you know, you speak Arabic. Um, She posted her birthing pictures. Can we please take a look at this, you guys? Can we please take a look at this? Okay, so here she is. She's had her hair dyed blue and it looks perfect. And this is her. She's got some adula rubbing her back. And now she's, so she's clearly an it's supposed to be you're like you're, she's in active labor and she's got a contraction and that's one of them, but face calm as calm as can be. And then here's the other one. Perfect blue hair styled. Nice. She's got lipstick makeup on the husband's holding her. Now this one's my favorite. So she's like, she's naked from the waist down squatting, squatting hair again, hair down. Looks perfect. Makeup on, lipstick on, doula behind her. And it looks like a fist is coming out of her vagina. That's not what's happening. I had to zoom in and look. I think it's the husband's hand yeah. is checking. <laughs> the husband's hand is like around, her arm is around. Like his head is under her vag as she's squatting. I mean, and I he, think he's just holding it there so they can get the picture without showing anything. It's like Instagram first. That's yeah. the most important. Here, bl- block that so we can get the picture and then uh, continue on with the birth. Yeah. I mean, like, okay. I get it. Get a blowout before you go into labor. Absolutely. Get a mani-pedi before you go into labor because these pictures are forever. When they put the baby on your chest and you've got that picture and you look like shit. I get that. But this one is like, it's a little... It's a lot. It's, it's not a little. It's a, it's a lot. And it's too perfect. Part of me is like her expressions are so placid. Like, who's this calm in labor? Like her expressions are just she's just like Gandhi, like so calm. No pain, no, no, pu- no pushing pain. No. Lo- like here's here she is. And I'm assuming in a in, in look, she looks perfect. She looks like she's at the fucking Cannes Film Festival on the red carpet meanwhile she's in labor and she looks great she doesn't look fat she doesn't look bloated she doesn't look anything she's wearing a long sleeve black shirt which is a smart move smart move but when you're in labor and you're like every your every fiber of your being is being ripped apart like the last thing i would want to do is wear a tight black sweater and get like i'm not caring what my hair looks like i'm not caring so i don't know how she's caring Part of me thinks that they did this before she was actually in labor, maybe. Yeah, when I first saw this, I thought it was fake. Like, I thought it was from a movie and that was like a fake belly because, like, it just does not look real at all. Um, but I I, maybe it is. I think it's her belly. Like, I'm. she's probably about to be in labor in like a week or so. And I think my inclination is that these maybe were taken like a week before she actually went into labor. Because, I mean, it literally looks, she's just like doing squats pregnant. You're like, this is crazy. You're, you're in labor. And then there's her birthing. T- and here she is smiling on her birthing bouncing ball. Like, I don't know, dude. When I was in labor both times, I, I, don't, I didn't smile ever. Never smiled. 
a lot of pain, a lot of pain. Is that, are these all of them? You guys have to see this. It, it is absolutely, here she is again. Uh, husband's talking to her as she's balancing on the ball. That's another thing. When I was in labor, I don't want to fucking talk to Tom. I don't want to look at Tom. I, uh, the only, if I saw his dumb face, it would anger me. Like he would hold my hand and I, it would enrage me. Uh, he tried to rub my back on the first time we were in labor and I was like, stop fucking touching me. So I, you know, I don't know, different strokes, obviously. Here they are. Here he is again, lovingly caressing her shoulders and her hair looks sexy. I mean, this is not the most ideal birth. I, I don't know. I don't know who these people are. It's amazing. Anyway, I brought a picture of my birthing experience. If you guys want to see what I look like, believe it or not, I too had a photo shoot. Here I am. Just pushing, pushing through it. <sighs> breathe. Just breathe. I don't know who these women are. I God, God bless them for not taking drugs. I didn't know you I had a water to, birth. I did. And I invited the whole neighborhood. I invited my mother-in-law, my father-in-law, my sisters-in-law, um, the neighbors, the, the children in the neighborhood. I had everybody come and we all held hands and they all took turns um, giving me back rubs. Um, I, I like, I like an audience, you know, I'm a performer. Makes sense. It's water. It's the only way to go. You got it. You got to do it in, um, uh, uh, an aluminum tub outside is the best way to give birth. Yeah. It combines natural and water birth. <laughs> I, I would rather die. I, I don't know, man. You know, I'm, I'm also. I'm not one of these, um, some women are so good at giving birth. Like they're really, they enjoy the process. They really enjoy every, uh, you know, it's not, I don't, I don't, I just wanted to get it over with. Give me that fucking baby. Anyway, that's Hillary Duff. Fucking a. Anyways, I was also watching, um, the other day. Do you guys remember, do you ever know, do you guys know the song Groove is in the Heart by Delight? Groove is in the Heart, that one? Yeah. <laughs> Groove is in the Heart. If you guys want to know, youngins listening, Zolo in the booth, what the 90s were all about. Like, if you want to know what it was like to be 20 years old in the 90s, watch that video. I mean, it was like there, it was multicultural. There was an Asian DJ. There was a cool, a black guy playing the saxophone. You know, there was a multicultural festival of love and clapping and singing and dancing. And, and it was all about unity. Unity. It was great. Watch that video, kids. Um, oh, my gosh. Also, another update on uh, uh, Red Table Talk. I don't know if you guys have been catching that one lately. Oh, boy. Whoo! Have you been? Have you been? What what did I miss? I mean, so for some reason, uh, it turns out what's her name? Jada Pinkett Smith is is now fully into wearing uh uh what is it called? Full hijab. She's in full oh, hijab. She's yeah. wearing the headscarf and the body um outfit, and she's always wrapping her head. I don't know if she's taking Nick Cannon's thing of the turban. Mm. Um and it's just been, oh, my God. And the feelings on that show. I love Red Table Talk. They just won Emmys and they, they celebrated winning the Emmy. And I love when Willow starts to feel things like she had Paris Jackson on there. You know, Michael's daughter. Yeah, which yeah. Give me a fucking, that, that ain't Michael. We know that's not Michael Jackson. Mm, yeah, it ain't fucking. Genetic. Come on. We knew what Michael looked like, uh, you know, off the wall, Mikey. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The first two albums, he does not look like Paris. No, is a gorgeous, gorgeous. Yeah, she, she, no. Anywho, and she's white, right? Like completely I so. white. <laughs> I don't know. I, you know, there are, there are black people who present as fairer, fairer skin. Like I'm not the expert on that, but I know that there are shades, various shades of humans. And, but judging by what Michael was born with, um, you know, and if he, did have a 
a child with that Debbie Debbie Rowe was her name, the blonde woman. I mean, no chances are it should be a little darker. Just a little. Let, let, pull up, uh, pull up Michael Jackson off the wall. Look at that album cover, you guys. That's what Michael Jackson. But by the way, probably arguably uh, one of the top, my top five albums of all time. I think the guy is fucking. He was amazing. This is the best album ever made. Come on, Quincy Jones producing. Come on. But look at that face. Zoom in on his little face. He was so cute. He has big hair. But this is Michael's old nose, Michael's um, older skin tone. That there ain't no fucking way, Paris. That that's Paris Jackson's. No. Yeah, she's gorgeous too, by the way. Look at that girl. But who knows? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a fucking, I'm not a scientist, but she, so she was on with Willow. And, you know, because they're both children of extremely famous people they really they've known each other forever and they went to like these celebrity kids summer camps together whatever they do in Brentwood I don't know and it's so like it's so embarrassing because they have so many feelings 20 year old girls have so many feelings that they have to share yeah like well it's right like you know Josh (laughs) I know you're, you're yeah like how do you like I remember there's one part you know Paris was talking about which is very valid having a form of PTSD when she hears camera clicks because she grew up, you know, with being followed by the pop. And then Willow's always like, mm, mm, yes, yes. And like Willow, like I get, I get, okay, maybe you relate to that. But then like older adults will say things about real life. Like Gammy will chime in about menopause. Like, you know, when I just, it's a change of life. It's my, you know, it's different. And then Willow will be like, yes, mm. like, bitch, you don't know about menopause. Don't try to chime in like you know about menopause. Um, so Zolo, how do you deal with 20-year-old girls and their feelings? It, it is fucking embarrassing. And, I, and one, one thing I will give myself credit for in the 90s when I did road rules and I was 20, shut up, Bitsy. I did not have big feelings, okay? And I, I knew then, I was like, oh, when I'm 40 and I'm going to watch these episodes, If I'm crying, I'm going to really hate myself. Don't you cry and don't you don't you get emotional. So go ahead. So that's good. No, I mean, you were able to keep it in check. Um, I I, I don't know. I I, I guess I just like probably do a little like um, fake willowing. Like I pretend to like really Mm. get like, "Mm, yes, I (laughs) I get what you're saying. But I, I just kind of play along. But I don't really take it in too much. Yeah. Mm, yes. And then uh, Paris was talking about, I don't know, I'm so mean. I'm making fun of these girls. Whatever. I was once a 20-year-old girl. You can fucking Google me. I've been around for a million years. You can see some embarrassing shit I've said and done. But but then, um, oh, this is the best. Paris, Paris goes, you know, and I, I went out. I went outside and it was the harvest moon. And then Willow goes, oh, yes. Oh, the harvest moon. Yeah. Like, like what's the harvest moon? Do you get like, does that make it especially witchy? Like you I'm go out not and you... sure. Yeah. I think a lot of girls my age have a real thing with the moon and astrology and all that. Um, but I, I don't know the <laughs> don't significance of the harvest moon. <laughs> Nothing makes me realize that we're not going to be friends when you say something like, oh, well, you're a Gemini and that that makes sense and i'm like mm, we don't see the world in the same way yeah it's i don't i don't think that matters worst. i really hate it and you know 20 year old girls love astrology they love tarot cards Ooh, if you can get it guys listening if you're trying to bag a 20 year old you learn to read those tarot cards and you will be the bell of the ball at any party with the with 20 year olds oh yeah that's for sure you can learn to kind of orchestrate them in a way that makes you look good to whatever they're thinking. And you can really just get in their mind that way. Um, I'm trying to think what else I was doing in my 20s. Journaling. Oh, God. I mean, how embarrassing. I think I've burned half of them because I don't want my kids to find them after I'm dead. I mean, like, That's a mom good was move. A, yeah, yeah. Mom was a real mental patient. What is she talking about? making lit like vision board type lists of things I wanted to accomplish. Oh my God. Ooh, what was on your vision board? Hey, I'll tell you what though. 
pretty much everything I got now. Hell (laughs) yeah. It fucking worked. That shit works, but it's embarrassing. I'm not going to tell you it's not embarrassing. Oh, here's one I used to do. This one's so embarrassing. Yes, Christina. Tell me. Yes. Bring my inner willow. Mm, Share your feelings, girl. Let's go out on the harvest moon and get our periods together. Okay. I used to write myself. This one's so embarrassing. Um, At the end of every year, before the new year, I would write myself a letter that I could only open a year from then about about what I wanted to, who I wanted to become and what I wanted to achieve. And then uh, the next year I would open it and see if I had done that. And now that's really Willow Smith, mm, right? Yes. Mm, yes. yes. I'm going to isolate that men- for you and then just play that whenever <laughs> you say anything deeper, significant. Just, yeah. Yes. Oprah, anything yeah. Oprah. Yeah. I'm, t- I'm sensing young men don't do these behaviors. Oh, they do. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a lot, what are you guys of, a lot of my generation. Me. I mean, I don't, but you, you mean like the, the journaling and the letters to yourself or just the, the yes? Oh, okay. Um, journaling. Is that just a 20-year-old girl behavior? Uh, Betty, go get it. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I'm sure guys journal and stuff. Guys make vision boards. I like that, yeah. A lot of lame stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> But you're saying that guys have more feelings now. Do you do you feel that your generation of men has feelings? Yeah. Well, now it's socially acceptable for guys to have feelings. In the I past, know. It wasn't. Yeah. I'm not sure how I feel about that. I don't want to know anybody's feelings, whether they be male or female. Yeah. Same here. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I kind of don't. I mean, I don't. I mean, I want to hear Tom's feelings because he's earned that right in my heart, in my heart. Like he's my man. So I want to know Tom. Yeah. But I, I don't I don't want to know. I don't want to like another thing like on Instagram. Like, I don't want to see you crying. I don't want to know your feelings. I don't want to read your poetry. I mean, I do. I do to make fun of you and to bring it to my show yeah. and to mock <laughs> yeah. you. But like. I, de- I definitely think that's a generational thing where like Gen X is like, yo, that's fucking lame, bro. Like, I'm not sharing anything. Fuck your mother to this generation now where it's all about like, I want you to know me, my experience and my struggles. And duh. it's like, oh, my God. Yeah, you have to share Ugh. your truth. Oh, 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 gross. Is there? Oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah. God, that makes my asshole twitch. Share your truth. Fuck you. Fuck off. Whose fault was that? Was that Oprah's fault? I think I I'm going to blame her. I think she started that whole movement. I'm not sure. We should find out who we can blame for that, though, because it's very oh. annoying. Well, it's annoying because not everybody's truth is truth. Not everybody's truth is valid. A lot of people, what they think is true, their truth is just mental illness. Yeah, and no, it, I mean, there is one subjective truth, you know, there, one objective truth. There is objective. Well, truth. Oh, the, yeah. Meaning there, the there is the truth. truth. And then there's your opinions, your ideas, your feelings. But then there's the truth. Just because you feel something doesn't mean it's true. I yeah, but that that's under debate now. Right. Whether or not yeah. there is an objective truth, because just feeling like I have to tell you, I'm a little I'm a little not convinced that we should free Britney. You know, I, I don't been... think so either. I think she's out of yeah. her mind. I think there's a reason she's in the conservatory. Like that doesn't just happen. Yeah. Yeah. I like I, I understand that she's speaking her truth and she doesn't like being told what to do and when to do it. And she doesn't like other people being in control of her life, but she might need it. It might be a speaking as somebody who had wrangled a, a mentally ill mother uh, my whole life. I'm pretty dialed in, yeah, to handling mentally ill people. And uh, I don't know. I don't know if what they're doing is an abuse, though, because I don't know that much about it. But on on first blush, I'm like, mm, I'm I'm guessing she needs. I mean, to the that. videos we've played of her on YMH alone, like, show how yeah. insane she is. Like. Do you remember like a while ago she like burnt down her house or her gym or yeah. something like yeah. she it's had a candle crazy shit like <laughs> maybe there's a reason they're kind of watching over her. 
yes. And there's children involved. And she's like, but they make me work. I'm like, do they make you work? Do you want to work? Do you not want to work? I don't know. I don't know what, the, but, but there is definitely some sort of an abuse there, that does happen too, where the people taking care of you are actually uh, taking advantage and abusing her. So I don't know what the line is, but something tells me she does need to be cared for. I don't, I don't think we should just let her reign free. I don't. Uh, yeah. Judging by just the videos alone I've seen on social media again, I agree with you, Zolo. Yeah. Just, just on the candles in the gym. Like, why do you need candles? And that's mental <laughs> illness enough. You yeah. If really you think we should hashtag free Britney, check yeah. out her Instagram. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. When, when did we just stop uh, uh, letting, just understand that people are mentally ill and, and let it be, I don't know. Anyway, let's get to some official where my mom's at business. What do we got? Do we have? Well, we have everyone else's solutions for the baby gate. I mean, you kind of figured oh, it see. out on your own, <laughs> but l let's check out some of the others. Let's see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see what I got. You guys are crazy, though. Hey, Gene. I had an idea for your uh, baby gate issue. If, uh, if the little baby gate that's made for being a baby gate is too small, why don't you use the side of the crib that the guy ripped off? It, uh, it looks like it's like four or five feet, and you would just have to have them installed on the outside with a little fly. You're not going to be able to climb over that without smalling it. Uh, and that way you don't have to go buy anything, and Jacob or whatever your handyman's name is can uh, just throw that on there with a couple of hinges and a little fly block, and it'll solve the problem. Keep flying tight. Did you hear the meowing behind him? Was that were the children or meowing? I think those were cats. Yeah, there was some meows. <laughs> <laughs> it was weird. Um, Those were intense cats. Jeez. Yeah. Like, what is that guy up to? So um, he's saying, put the crib on a on a hinge, like essentially make it into a doorway, a door. Yeah. So he's kind, kind of he's kind of suggesting what you did, except instead of buying the gates that you got, just use the side of the crib that you're no longer using. Nah. Um, yeah. Good solution. Nah, too much, too hard, cheaper, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. What else we got? Um, do you have the emails? Yeah, let me see. Yeah, Did you send some, them to me? Yeah, there's some email follow-ups. Email follow-up from my sweet listeners. I love you. Thank you for listening. Here we go. The crib tent. Someone thinks I should tent the crib. No. <laughs> uh, yes. Okay, hold on. Bedtime light. My wife and I had a similar issue with our kid coming out of their room when they came out of the crib. She'd wake up at ridiculous hours and try to come get us up asking if it was morning yet. I came up with a great idea of putting a lamp into a programmed Christmas tree timer so it comes on at seven and told her not to come out of her room and that it's still nighttime if the lamp is off. I hope this helps. Yes, they have these um, they have these these things you can buy on Amazon too where the, it, it tells the kid green light means you can get out of bed, red light means stay. Uh, yeah, there you go. Let me read this one. This one seems a little hostile, which is interesting. My three-year-old did the same thing. We transitioned her to her toddler bed. It was extremely annoying, but what worked for us was continuing to take her back to bed without saying anything or only saying it's time for bed. It's time for night night. We noticed when we snuggled her or talked yes to her for a while, she wanted to keep doing it, keeping it short to the point, making it known that it's time to sleep. We don't want to be afraid to get her out of her room in case she needed to go to the bathroom. She now only gets up to use the bathroom occasionally and will go back to her bed on her own. Hope this helps. Yes, I agree. I think the mistake we made um, was definitely spending time with him and like sitting down because he would freak the minute we bring him, put him in the crib, be like, okay, night, night. He would fucking start to freak out. And then we're like, okay, I'll sit here for five minutes. I'll rub your back. And then for them, it just becomes a fun, fun game. So fuck that shit dude i ain't doing it no more we don't have to do it it's just a, i think it was a regression you know they he just, he's gonna turn three so they regress a little bit developmentally no i just beat the shit out of him. okay oh, i have glasses remember that hey there's my pajitsky effect i can wear glasses when i read emails so that i don't have to squint that's nice yeah it's kind of cool right zolo yeah who would you rather date zolo Britney Spears or Willow Smith? Willow Smith. <laughs> wow, really? Walk me through yeah. that. Well, I, I don't think she's out of her mind. Not yet. She might be a little Someone... annoying. Yeah, I mean, maybe a little bit, but not like Britney Spears. 
She's out of her mind. Who's going to be a better lay, though? Probably Britney Spears. <laughs> yeah, same. Yeah. Duh. Chris Larson, normal one. Go ahead. Who are we choosing? Uh, I mean, I'd probably have to agree with Zolo. I mean, Britney does scare me a little bit. Um, Willow scares me, but for a different reason. Um, just because. What what scares you about Willow? Like she seems like the type that would annoy me a lot. Like like she would say uh. wild shit, and I'd be like, mm-hmm, okay, sure. Like I just have to nod and agree with a lot of what she's saying. Um, oh, Brittany would, would say insane things. Willow would say um, like things to get a reaction, almost. Oh, you like? You're right. Isn't that the worst? The reaction girl. Like she would just try to poke you. Yeah, she'd be like, "Well, what do you think?" And then whatever answer you gave wouldn't be right, and you would always be wrong. Like that girl's just looking to work out her daddy issues exactly. on you. God damn. We just nailed that. We just fucking nailed that, huh? Okay. Fair enough. Sorry, I'm ordering a lunch. Ooh, Still what are you hungry. getting? I'm going to go for Mediterranean food. You know, I have high cholesterol. So Ooh-wee. I got to get that cholesterol down. Here we go. Next one, laundry hack. I'm always looking for a laundry hack. Jesus Christ. I have a mom hack, but I think my mom did this unintentionally. Growing up, my mom did all the laundry for everyone in the house. And I'm the youngest of four, so it was a lot. When I was about 14, she wrecked a load of my favorite T-shirts with bleach. So from then on, I never let her touch my stuff. I learned to do all my own laundry from that point. So if you're a mom with older kids and you want them to learn some independence, maybe destroy some of their shit and they will get the message. That's so true because you're like, just don't do it. I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. Which I think is what millions of women do with their husbands when the husband tries to do anything. You're just like, stop. Just you, you, you're going to do this wrong. I'd rather just do it than have it done wrong. So you would purposely like fuck up some of your kids' stuff and like traumatize them a little bit to get them to do their yeah. own laundry. Yeah. 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 I think that's reasonable. You know, I'm a huge believer in self-sufficiency. I don't know why you're doing your 14-year-old's laundry. Anyways, they're old enough. They should be doing it. Um, One of the greatest gifts my mother ever gave me was like, I mean, yeah, it made me hypervigilant and anxious and like wrecked my childhood. But that bitch made me self-reliant very early. I'm talking like by 12 years old, I was riding the bus in L.A. I did my laundry by the time I was nine. I did all that shit on my own. So... There's no reason a 14-year-old should be doing, uh, you should be doing their fucking laundry, right? I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm just a mean Eastern blocker. Hey there, D-bags. I'm a single dad with two daughters, and they are both picky eaters. And this hack has helped me out by being a big-time saver. So when you're in the kitchen making food for the little kids, use a pizza cutter to cut up their food instead of a knife and fork. This works for any food from pancakes to grilled chicken, and it makes so much easier and faster. Love all the laughs. Oh, it's sweet. Yeah, uh, a pizza cutter. That's big fun. And I also use scissors. You ever been to a dim sum place and they mm. use those scissors to cut shit up? Chinese people have been doing it forever. Yeah, yeah. Don't ever use a knife. Use those fucking scissors. Very good. Do we have any voicemails, um, Zoli? Yeah. Oh. Hey, mommies. I have a mom hack for you. Uh, I feel like it's also a bit of a Pajitsky effect because I should have done this long ago. Okay, so my children are the same age as yours, Christina, so I wonder if you share this problem, and that is the constant fighting over which flipping color of plate they get. All these packs of kids' plates and cups that come in rainbow colors, you think it's so fun when you buy them until someone Mm -hmm. starts having a full-blown exorcist meltdown at 6 a.m. because my brother got the blue cup, and that's the one that I wanted. I, I even tried buying two sets, but... I mean, it never failed as the one they wanted. But that moment in time was in the dishwasher or the sink or something. Anyways, I had enough of this. I took all the friggin' rainbow dishes to Goodwill, and I went to the store and bought white plastic plates and clear Mm. plastic cups. The end. There's no more blue (laughs) plate or red plate or pink cup. There's just the plate and the cup. And I implore all moms of multiple young kids to save themselves this headache. Don't do the rainbow dishes. It's a trap. Ugh. Thanks, mommies. I love the it's podcast. Bye. Thank you for that. And she is absolutely, we have the same problem in our house. 
that's my cup. I want the, I want that plate. I want the, da, 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 da. so here's what I've done to, for this problem. Everybody gets, I ordered, I know it's, it's, I spent 30 bucks up top, right? And you order custom sippy cups. You can get it on Amazon. You spend the money at the top to save the aggravation later. So when I spent like, you know, like I said, 30 bucks, I know, but it's an investment. And I have two fucking water cups. They're nice thermoses. They can go to the park. They can go to school with them. These are like durable, good quality sippies or whatever the fuck thermoses. One is red, which is Julian's favorite color. It says Julian blue for Ellis because he likes blue and it says Ellis. So now there's no fighting over who gets what sippy cup. Um, I highly recommend doing that. And that way they feel good. Like, oh, that's my thing. I own that. I take care of that thing. Where's my cup? Oh, here it is. And then they're in charge of their own cups. They're in charge of filling the cup, cleaning the cup, blah, blah, blah. And again, with the plates, it's so easy on Amazon. You go, what do you like? Paw Patrol? Great. You're Paw Patrol. So everything that's Paw Patrol is, is one kid. What do you like? Cars? Great. Everything that's cars is yours. But I agree, the multicolor shit, forget about it. You assign people their shit and then that's it. Yeah. God damn it. Do you, we never had this problem uh, in my generation. I think we had like, they didn't just didn't have kids stuff. I think I just ate off of like, plates yeah right, larson yeah did, zolo did you have this stuff like, I, I don't remember it but also i was an only child so I, I didn't have anyone to fight with about like the plates or cups i know like yeah. i remember getting a plastic cup from mcdonald's or something like a hamburglar cup and you're like this is my cup what yeah, that larson did you have yeah so good yeah i at my home i don't think we had like kids like cups and things we had yeah. we had some that were like kids bowls and whatnot they were like disney bowls and whatnot but they weren't like really assigned to me or my sister the daycare i went to though definitely had like those multicolored cups and whatnot but yeah. i mean i think she just had so many that no one cared because it's like there's a bunch of the cups. What are you you're gonna fight over? There's a third. Go get the other cup. There's a hundred of them. I know. Daycare was a free for all because daycare. No one gave a shit about your preferences. No one gives a fuck about you in daycare. It's survival, right? I don't want to have that cookie. Well, then you're not getting a cookie. I don't like fruit punch. Well, you're not getting fruit punch, right? Yeah, basically, it's you get what we provide. Yeah, I don't want to sit on metal chairs and watch cartoons. Well, that's what you're gonna fucking do. Uh, my favorite part about daycare was like going to play checkers and then all there's not all the checker pieces. So you had to play, you guys had to figure out a way you're like, this isn't really a black checker. This one's just red. Okay. It's a, <laughs> cause like none of the, all the games were missing everything. So you had all to like, the time you're like all subbing in like time. coins and stuff to be like the missing pieces. Yeah. <laughs> Resilience. Very good. It teaches you important lessons life uh what else what other voicemails we have hey mommy jonathan from portland oregon calling uh just watched episode 101 and i'm calling with the pajitsky effect and hopefully to help out a fellow mommy um there was the one uh listener who uh wrote in about her military boyfriend or husband i forget and uh her wanting to fall asleep at night to the tv well i'm very similar and what i did was i got a old laptop computer i set it on my nightstand next to my bed I bought a, a pair of headphones, like earbuds from 7-Eleven, cut off one of the earbuds so that I can plug that in. And then what I'll do at night to not disturb my partner is I'll put on a podcast, like where my mom's at or YMH or something like that, and I'll put the earbud in one ear and then just listen and fall asleep because uh, I need something to listen to while I fall asleep as well. So hopefully that helps. It doesn't disturb my partner. We can have it all dark in the room. It's my little hack for listening to something while falling asleep. Keep them high and tight. Coming up in May. Brilliant. So you can you can get a wireless earbud, pop one in your ear. Um, and you don't have to go to 7-Eleven and modify it. I don't know what the 7-Eleven earbud was, but you can, you know, pop a wireless in and listen to your stuff that way. Very good. Very smart. Here's a Pajitsky effect. I love these, by the way. Have I had a recent one lately? I feel like I have them every day. I'm like, oh, you don't have to make your life so hard. I don't know. Hey, Jeans, I have a follow-up to answer you and Tom's question about how to get pee out of a mattress. I have a solution. I have a seven-year-old who still pees the bed 
And every time he does it, I have to soak it up with a towel, spray vinegar on it, spread baking soda on it, and then allow it to dry. Once it's dry, you need to vacuum it up, which is always a pain in the butt to lift uh, the heavy vacuum up and repeat this until the smell's gone. It wasn't until recently that I realized you could buy one of those handheld Bissell fabric steamers. Oh, shit. And just use that. It only cost me $100 and saved me a whole day's work. Oh, my gosh. Bissell handheld, handheld Bissell fabric steamer. Oh. Oh, right. Easy peasy instead of uh, doing all that. Smart. Okay. That makes sense. Mommies love your show. I've got a Pajitsky effect. My mother, who is a constant neat freak, would stand over my sister and I as kids to make sure we floss. Occasionally, she will pick and or floss her teeth with whatever thin piece of material she can get a hold of at the time. The first couple of times I saw her do this, it was with a napkin. But recently, I've seen her use everything from pieces of ripped cardboard. Oh, dear. Even to even a piece of cardstock. Yeah, that's such a... um. That's like a dad move, right? Using the card that you get at the restaurant as you leave. And your dad will do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The best part of all of this is that she is usually a few feet away from her pocketbook, which is filled with dental floss picks. When I ask her why she does this, when she carries a surplus of floss picks, her only comment is, I don't know. Then she told me that it might have come from her Polish and Irish uncles who would sit around playing poker and use the sides of cigarette packs to floss their teeth. Wow. Hope you find this interesting. And thank you so much for making an incredible podcast. Thank you. Uh, that's funny. Okay. So she's just forgetting to. And yes, it definitely could be an immigrant thing. Could just be a, uh, a self-neglect thing is what I'm guessing. more likely. Well, Christina, you've also been known to use various objects to floss your teeth with, haven't you? When you've had to improvise. I have. I have used... Um, sock strings when i am in a pinch let's say i'm on the in the airplane it's usually in airports i don't carry i should see this is why i should be carrying my flossers with me i usually keep them by the bed for the end of the day but i will pull a string out of my sock i have used that over the years any stray string is really the best yeah hair i've heard people using hair i mine my hair is not that strong because i bleach the shit out of it yeah i feel like hair would break I've yeah, tried, like, do. cards and stuff, but it's always too thick. Like, you can't really get in there, you know? I think your string idea is really the best. <laughs> I think so, too. I, I've tried the cards. I've tried... Oh, gosh. I've tried everything. I agree. It's, I don't... The wedge... For me, the, the card technique just wedges the food further in. Yeah. It, it's counterproductive, if you will. Yeah. You're not going to get a clean floss. You're not going to get a clean floss. Yeah. There's nothing worse than when you have something stuck in there and you really need to get Ugh. it out. Like, it's gross, but you got to do it. Like, I feel like that's like to. up there with the level of irritability of like a canker <laughs> sore or something. Like, it's it, the oh. same ballpark of just like having oh. something in your fucking mouth. You're right. Yeah. God, it's the worst. It is the fucking, you're right. Having meat teeth, like the one bummer of Korean barbecue when we would order it. Um, in the office is that inevitably the rest of the day I've got meat teeth and yeah. you know when once you start getting root canals and crowns and all this stuff so I've got a couple of crowns the food always sticks right there mm. and now I've it fucking is wet I have to clean it out and I'm sitting there all day why don't I just carry the floss sticks with me and I don't have to think about it I'm such a fucking idiot Pajitsky effect Pajitsky effect meat teeth yeah. I'm trying teeth. to think of the irritability. The problem with the, the thing with meat teeth is that you can resolve that easily. A canker or a cold sore. Oh, just days. Eye infection. Oh my God. It's the fucking worst. Uh, any more voicemails, mommy? Yeah. Hey, Hitler. I have a Pazinski effect for you. You may have talked about this before already. I'm not sure, but let's talk about hangers. So growing um, up, there were never enough hangers to the point I would just double up and put two shirts on one hanger. And there were always a mishmash of the dumb wire hangers that can stab you or the cheap plastic ones or the really shitty plastic ones that uh, just came with the shirt when you bought it. And even after they broke, I would still try to use them in some way. And when I moved out of my parents' house, I just took all the crappy hangers with me. And then the other day, I was at Costco, and there was a box of 50 for like 20 bucks or something. And I thought, wow, am I R-worded? How did I not realize you can just buy hangers? 
So I bought a couple uh, boxes, threw out all my TikTok hangers, and now, just shy of 30 years old, I'm the proud owner of quality matching hangers. And let me tell you, <laughs> it feels good. Anyway, keep feathering it. Piss on me, beat me. You bet I'm coming up in May. Love you, Mommy. <laughs> Zolo, did you know that? I did you know can that. buy good hangers? No, okay. I am very much in favor of good hangers. Like wooden hangers, you can get oh. them for so cheap. It, it yeah. is such an upgrade to your closet. When I discovered those, it was like game changer. Yeah. Yeah. Larson, I'm going to bet, I'm going to bet Larson is still working with like dry cleaner hangers. What's your hanger, Sitch? No, I was, I, I made that discovery in college. So I've had, but I've oh, had wow. those hangers since college. I have not uh, like expanded my repertoire because they're, they're plastic. They last forever. Um, but yeah, yeah okay. like, I have my own set of, they're not matching, but they're multicolored. They're multicolored and they're the plastic ones. Yeah. There's like the set of plastic blue ones, set of plastic white ones, set of plastic black ones, things like that. Those are okay. Those are acceptable. I'm impressed, you guys. I'm impressed. You know what I found on Amazon, which I'm in love with, are the velvet ones. Those are really nice and gentle. Oh, yeah, yeah. We have those here. Yeah, I stole a few of those. (sighs) Yeah. (laughs) Wait a minute. Chris Larson stole? Yes. (laughs) This is a YMH exclusive. What? I think I had your permission to steal them. So is it stealing really? God. I think we found a chink in the armor here, buddy. What else are you stealing? Oh, yeah. Arrest me for stealing stealing a plastic or a a velvet hanger. No, man. I think velvet hangers are pretty expensive. As far as hangers, no, some luxury. They're on Amazon. They're not fancy. They're just on Amazon. They're not real velvet. They're just like soft. They're not. I call them velvet. It's not velvet. They're fancers. All right. I can't believe you're a fucking thief, Larson. I thought I knew you. Yeah, it's one my one vice. Yeah. Thievery. Wow. What if Chris is just like a klepto? Like he's stealing everything. We think he's all normal and like good. He's a thief. <laughs> he hates yeah, this. That's crazy. <laughs> I'm not a Poor thief. Chris. Do you go home after after work and do you just drink or do you just like how do you cope with us? Do, you you just, do, do you... I seem like the type that just drinks alone at home? <laughs> I get that I'm growing a beard, but like I don't think that makes me an alcoholic. <laughs> I mean, no, I'm just saying, like, because you deal with us, like, uh, torturing you emotionally, like, by the end of the day, are you just spent? Are you like, I got to smoke pot to forget? Um, No, I just, I, I have other distractions, but yeah, yeah. no, I, it's not as bad as you make it out to be, but. Okay, okay. I'm just checking in on you. How do you cope? You. What do yeah, you do yeah, to what cope do you do? with what we put you through? <laughs> I mean, I. <laughs> You guys say it like it's like you're like torturing me or something like We are. We're constantly pounding you. Fair yeah. enough. <laughs> um no, I mean I just go home and watch TV, play video games and then go to sleep. Like it's like I, that's how I cope. I just I distract myself with something and then come into work the next day, you know. You don't drink or do drugs? Uh I only drink socially and yeah, oh I don't God. really do drugs now. Oh, wow. Real square over here. Even during the pandy, you didn't drink every night? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> That's just you, Christina. Whoops. Oh. <laughs> it's not just you. It's you and millions of other people. True. <laughs> Gosh. Are you still on tequila? Or have you switched back to wine? No. I've switched back to wine. But, you know, I'm a, I'm, I don't really like to drink so much because I'm on my scoot scoot and it's a little mm, dangerous. Yeah. I can't really get around. You don't want to DUI. Yeah, do you why, baby? But what I I've been taking some pain meds at night. I like to take a little uh, oxy, a little hydrocodone, and just mm, yeah. lights out. Because at night the foot swells because you're you're on it a little bit. Yeah, so that's what I tell myself. Okay, <laughs> taking meds. This one's funny. I take seizure meds, and I would stress myself out every morning, making sure I would remember to take them before leaving for work. Sometimes I'd be in my car, and it would hit me that I forgot and all day I would be annoyed with myself. And then I thought, 
why don't I just put some of the meds in the bag that I take to work every day? So I would always have some with me. Love the show, Gwen, Genevieve. Yeah. Why not just take the meds with you? I've done that too. I used to torture myself for fucking, uh, or the birth control pill when I used to take that one. Oh my God. I'm like, oh, just put it in your bag and then you can take it anytime. It just lives in your purse. You stupid bitch. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I've, I've been learning that too recently. Like, that's kind of a Pajitsky effect I've had. Like, yeah. just taking, like, you know, various, like, toiletries and stuff with me yeah. everywhere. Like, having some in my car, having some in, like, my bag that I bring with me to the gym. Like, deodorant, mouthwash, gum, wh- whatever it is. Just having, like, a bunch of them just always readily available. It, Such a game changer. Yeah, it really is. I know. I started doing it with stand-up comedy. I would have comedy deodorant in my car. So I would just have a stick of deodorant because I would sweat all the time. And I started doing that around 28 years old, just carrying deodorant in the car. I was like, fuck it. This is good. I can do this all the time. I can brush my teeth anytime. I can do what I want whenever I want. Anyway. So helpful. All right, my loves. I'm going to go. I'm going to eat my my Mediterranean lunch. I'm going to go for a swim to rehab my little ankle. What are you guys going to do today? edit stuff yeah exciting far big plans tonight chris larson you got any hot dates no i'm just getting ready for the trip next week that's uh yeah i can't wait, I can't wait to see you guys i can't wait to 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 i can't really show you around but um yes are you gonna party you gonna go to rainy street is that the party area in Austin? <laughs> is that where all the party cool kids area. hang out where all the cool kids hang out. I'll be there. You'll Help be there. Me you'll in. take your shirt off and you'll run. I love you. All right. I'm so glad to be back. Thank you guys. Subscribe to this podcast. Why subscribe? Because every time a video drops, you will be notified. And it's so much better than having to go, I wonder if there's a new episode up. It's a Pajitsky effect, essentially, if you're not subscribing. So subscribe to this show. Um, come see me do stand up live tickets are at christina p online.com and i love you and until next time stay cool moms bye mommy where my mom's where my mom's where my mom's at where my mom's wearing thongs hitting bongs at raising kids cleaning shits need a long nap where my mom's where my mom's where my mom's at where my mom's at